everybody. This is Roman on uh, Royal City Chatter. Uh, I don't really have a guest or a topic for today. Just kind of wanted to talk about some shit because I'm driving, uh, driving to pick up my little brother down in Richmond, and I'm listening to uh, some fighter and the kid, and they're just just making jokes and shit. And I'm thinking of stuff to say too. I I don't know. I get inspired sometimes, and I'm thinking like I got to write this material down. This is fucking gold. This will make some people laugh. And I uh. I don't know, I can't really, I can't really write anything down while I'm driving, so I figured I'd record some of this shit, and, um, but yeah, I'm, uh, I'm gonna go see my little brother, I've been, uh, I haven't been really hanging out with him as much as I had hoped when I cleaned up, I thought when I cleaned up, I'd be this fucking heroic, uh, heroic role model, you know, for him, and just, like, teaching him the ropes, and showing him what drugs do to people, you know, and, um, you know, showing him how to live life, and, here I am, almost uh, you know, two two and some years clean, and uh, just not giving a flying fuck. Probably hung out with him like a handful of times, and he fucking loves it every time. I don't know why I don't do this more often. I you know, feel great after, but it's just like it's like one of those things that you find is like a hassle to do. Like it's not my kid, you know. And I should like I don't know. I but, you know I feel I feel the rewards almost immediately after. Like I've had him out a couple times and. You know, he usually comes out for sleepover. He's coming over for sleepover this time, too. And I feel like it's going to be a little more awkward just because uh, I'm trying to hide all these new tattoos that I got from him. You know, and uh, I don't want him to see that shit. And I'm sure that, you know, if I talked to him and told him not to tell my parents, you know, he wouldn't. But, like, yeah, I'm 22 years old hiding the fact I got tattoos from my family because they will fucking disown me. I, I shit you not. They will disown me. If I told if I told my dad I listen to Slayer, he'll think I'm possessed and fucking beat me with a crucifix. If if I told my mom that I have tattoos, she'd probably get the belt and try to beat me with it. That's 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 what my upbringing was like. I um, when I moved here from Cat or Ukraine, even when in Ukraine, like I used to get beat with fucking flip flops belts and shit, uh, the, the, the traditional routine was if I did something wrong, I'd have to, uh, I'd have to accept my blame, first of all, I couldn't fucking run or hide, it was like, just a completely submissive situation, and, uh, I had to lie down, I'd pull my pants down right below my ass cheeks, and my dad would give me a fucking nice hard smack with his leather bound belt, right on the fucking ass titties, and depends how bad of, uh, you know, action I had committed, it depended how many lashings I would get, you know, I felt like a fucking Egyptian, you know, pushing one of those stones that built the pyramids, getting fucking ass slapped by some faggot Roman Empire fucking Caesar soldier, you know, he's like, he's too gay to fucking smack you in the back, he wants to see your ass jiggle a little bit. He'd hit you on the left cheek and then the right cheek, you know, just got him off. He's back there moaning. I'm just kidding. My dad, my dad wasn't gay. But, um, yeah, I did get beat. I got beat. It wasn't anything like, uh, not, nothing fucked up. Like, my dad never, like, threw me downstairs or anything. Like, I've heard pretty fucked up stories. <clears throat> but uh, he did, he did, what, what do you like to say? He's, he liked to call it discipline. He disciplined me. And, uh. Yeah, so if I, uh, if I, you know, I remember one time 
this was when I was even fucking like 13, almost 12, maybe. And uh, we were at church. I used to go to church every Sunday with my parents. Ukrainian Orthodox. Shit was a little too much for me, but uh, I did it for a while. And um, we were at church, and we were, they were singing. They were singing a song, and this was right near the end. And I and I like I was just really giddy, you know. You're sitting down for like an hour, and you get fucking bored, you know. Especially when you're like 12. I'm like daydreaming about just fucking some chicks. I just started watching porn, so I was like trying to trying to reenact some scene, you know. My mind's just like drifted down a rabbit hole. I'm fucking gone. I have no idea what buddy guy's saying up there, you know. Like, and uh, so we finally get up and we're we're singing the last song and. I don't know, I guess I like the song that happens sometimes, every now and then they play a nice song, and I started dancing, you know, just let, let out a little jig, just a little fucking, little jig, a little tap dance, and uh, my dad was so mad that I danced in church that uh, he told me that, you know, to stop that immediately, and that the moment we got home, I was getting a beat down. And at this, at this point, I hadn't really, I hadn't been, um, hit by him in a while. It's not like I've been good. He just, I guess he was trying to put down, he realized that in Canada, it's actually illegal to beat your children. And he was kind of testing the waters to see how much I knew about that law that I could fucking call child services on his ass. Uh, I didn't know this at the time. So, um, he told me I was going to get a beat down and the entire ride home. I was petrified. I was staring out the window. I think I even, uh, I was waiting in the car alone and I, I, I pushed the cigarette lighter and then I pulled it out and I burned myself with it to, so I could feel more pain in my hand. So when he hit me with the belt, it wouldn't hurt as much. Um, it was pretty fucked up. <laughs> and, uh, so we, I don't, I don't think he actually hit me that, that time. I just burned my fucking hand for no reason, but yeah, I remember, you know, shit like that, man. That was that was my upbringing. That was like a classical, traditional Ukrainian upbringing. You know, you, it was it was discipline. Like children deserve to get punished, right? That's the way they, that's the way they see things. And um, I don't necessarily agree with that. I, I think that's a big concept of like respect out of uh, fear, right? And um, I don't believe in that. I I believe in uh, rewarding people for their for their good actions, uh, rather than punishing them for their bad actions. Like, um, the, the job that I'm doing right now, I'm working for a guy, I'm a carpenter and I'm working for a company and the owner of the company, he's, uh, he's a very, um, angry man, so to speak. And he kind of pressures people into snitching on one another. So if there was a foreman who was in charge of a certain job or a project and somebody on that job, you know, fucked something up, the owner would be like, who did it? I need to know who did it so I can fucking have my rage, you know, and fulfill that need to belittle someone. <laughs> I've heard him just go to town on people and fucking just debone them, you know, by using the retard word 17,000 times in one fucking phrase. Um, you know, and he's like that. He, he punishes for bad behavior. He doesn't reward for good behavior. And I mean... Most of the companies in the trade, you know, I guess successful or not successful ones, they're uh, they're very fear-based. So it's like, you know, how I know you're you're doing a good job is that no one says anything. 
right? If you didn't fuck up, you're doing a good job. That's basically it. There's no such thing as I did a good job. It's either you did your fucking job or you fucked things up. And um, and I just recently came across um, this temp temp company that uh, subs guys out. They don't know much, but they work with our guys a lot. Our guys are you know experienced carpenters, and I've trained a handful of these temp agency guys. And uh, they're basic laborers, but their boss, um, he rewards good behavior, you know. And he doesn't punish them if they did something wrong. Because, like, I don't know if he thinks this way. I haven't actually had a chance to talk to him. But I feel like he knows that when somebody fucks up, they feel shitty enough about making that mistake, you know. It's very, it's very, you know, rare that you'll actually come across somebody in the field or someone that's building something. Most people are proud of what they do. So when they build something and they do it wrong, they're going to feel a slight, you know, sense of embarrassment or um, they're just going to feel general shittiness because they fucked something up, right? Um, so, and this guy, the, the owner of the temp company, he he doesn't punish guys for making mistakes or screwing things up, but he does reward their good behavior. So it's like from the point, from the perspective of the worker, either his company or my company, it's like, would you rather, you know, work mediocrely and just fly under the radar, not giving a fuck, you know, just so you don't make a mistake, because if you do, you'll get yelled at, or would you rather work hard and try to be better than the next guy, you know, while not pushing others down, just being better than yourself than you were yesterday, you know, or just growing, you know, and showing progression and interest and actual genuine effort into your job, you know, a collective effort. And, you know, which one of those guys would you rather have working for you? And I think that a lot of, you know, business people and owner company owners um, in general today, they have a very um, deceived outlook on how to rub, run a company. You know, they're, they're doing this one thing because it's worked for so long, but they're not trying anything new. And, you know, very often you hear the, the saying that's... Um, why fix it if it's not broken? But I don't think that always applies because there's a lot of times that you can actually, you know, improve something. And just because you're doing something that works for a long time doesn't mean it's going to work forever. And it also doesn't mean that something else won't work better. You know, um, I think it's really important that uh, we drift away from this whole fear-based um motivation, right? Uh, I know the speaker, Simon Sinek, he talks about, you know, um, Apple and uh, versus other companies, you know, and how like the MacBook is respected and people like they, they never put stickers over the Apple sign because they're so proud to have um, an Apple product, you know, and like what differentiates Apple from other companies and why they're so great and why it's, you know, so successful. Who was it? Steve Jobs or whatever. And, um, and it's oftentimes because they're um, a reward-based program. They, they reward good behavior, you know, and they think outside the box, right? He always talks about the golden circle, the how, what, why. You know, imagine a bullseye and... Um, and then on the outs, there's three three different levels to the bullseye. On the out is the is the what, then the middle one is the how, and the and the center is the why. 
and he always talks about how that circle is misperceived by so many and the advertisements that we see on TV more oftentimes than not they don't grasp our attention because people work backwards from that golden circle they go wow what how why instead of from the middle out which is why how what you know instead of saying <clears throat> what how why being um, here's my product so there's a truck it runs on gas and you need it to drive places you know being what the more often more often one that you hear is instead of that you you, you flip it around on its head a little bit and you go why how what and it becomes do you need to get to work here's an efficient way to get to work by using gas this is our product it's a truck you know and he talks about how like that advertisement is so much more effective than the one used in every other you know campaign for a product and how Apple is the one that acts like that right they got these um, innovating ideas but yeah that's just my little tidbit I went on a I went on an unneeded rant there but I'm um, pulling up to the house about to pick my brother up and uh, just wanted to wrap this up you know I um, I strongly believe in uh, in humanity and um, the benefit of the doubt you know the people are genuinely good you know and that deep down inside they care for one another yeah there's a there's a huge aspect of self-centeredness but you know how a father loves his daughter and um, you know vice versa a mother loves her child I believe that that love can be you know pointed at a different person I believe that other people can experience that love maybe not the same level of love but close to you know I believe that humans can be better and love one another if only the you know because I I can't speak from experience but I know that it's easier I would, I would expect it's easier to kill somebody if you don't know their name or their story because then you become attached you know and I'm sure that's why I know that for a fact that's why you know the German soldiers didn't let the um, Jewish prisoners speak in Auschwitz because they didn't want to get to know them they didn't want to have that on their you know on the weight on their soul to, to know the background of this human being you know and some of those German soldiers they weren't so gung-ho about the whole fucking Nazi idea you know so yeah I guess the point of today is just be good to one another um, you know forgive and don't take don't take things so personally you know you are you get back what you give out and um, just you know try being good for one day try being and if that works try being good for one week seeing what that gives you back anyways yeah thanks for listening that was um, Royal City Chatter check me out on anchor peace